The nation's first cancer center, Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center, has, for almost 120 years, set the standard for today's multidisciplinary approach to the highest quality cancer care. Here's another episode in our podcast series, Cancer Talk, with Bill Klaproth. Lymphedema is an abnormal fluid retention and swelling in the body as a result of cancer treatment. And here to talk with us about relieving lymphedema is Monica Hubbard, an occupational therapist at Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Monica, thank you for your time. So take us through this a bit. What is lymphedema and why does it occur? Sure. So lymphedema is an abnormal accumulation of protein-rich edema. Um, It occurs when people have uh, trauma or changes to their lymphatic system. Um, Those changes are part of normal cancer treatment. And what happens is that um, over time, the fluid, uh, the edema that is supposed to reside ends up sticking around longer. And so therefore, it creates an abnormal swelling that can stay present for unfortunately a lifetime. Oh, wow. All right. And where does it usually occur on the body? Yeah, so um, areas that are at risk are it's found in the extremities, it's found in a person's trunk, it can be found in the head and neck, and also in the genitals. So you say it stays there for life? I mean, if you get the, is it like a lump on the skin? No, it's a, it's, so the body is um, divided into these areas that we call watersheds. But if you take a line and trace it right down the middle of your body and then divide it once again at the collarbone, and then at the belly button, you have made yourself um, six sections. And those six sections, which include your legs and your arms, are the areas that, are, that can be at risk depending on where you've had um, damage to your lymphatic system or trauma to your lymphatic system. And what are the symptoms of lymphedema? Right. So lymphedema, um, we heavily depend on um, sensation in the beginning stages or at that stage one or stage zero even. It, uh, we depend on people to report sensations of heaviness, of fullness in their limb, um, tightness of clothing or tightness of jewelry. Um, you can also see changes in skin texture and skin color. So this is a swelling then. I, in my mind, I was thinking like a lump or a bump, but this is a swelling of tissue where your arm is thicker than usual, something like that. Correct, yes. Yeah. So it can be not only your arm, but quite often, especially with our um individuals who are undergoing breast cancer treatment, it can be found under the armpits, um, right at or above your uh, collarbone and underneath your shoulder blade as well. It can also be seen in um, the gluteal tissue or the tissue of your buttocks and then in the lower abdomen region too. And Monica, are there active steps a patient can take to lower the risk? Yeah. So um, in lymphedema, we practice risk reduction. Um, there is no way to um, prevent lymphedema. We know that if you have trauma to lymphedema, you are at that lifelong risk. Um, The people uh, that are at greatest risk for lymphedema are those people with a BMI greater than 25, um, people who have undergone or are undergoing radiation therapy, and those who've had um, lymph nodes, multiple lymph nodes, or the entire lymph node bed removed. So does lifestyle modifications help this, exercise, diet, etc.? Yeah. So um, a regular active lifestyle really helps people. Um, we also recommend um, avoiding things such as blood pressure cuffs, 
um, avoiding needle punctures to that area. We want to make sure that people um, take really, really good care of their skin. You want to keep your at-risk area uh, meticulously clean. You want to apply moisturizers and prevent chapping and chaping of, of your skin. You want to make sure that you're really watching your nail care. We don't want anybody cutting their nails. We want people to push back their cuticles. Um, wearing sunscreen and bug repellent also help kind of eliminate those factors that can aggravate or exacerbate um, lymphedema symptoms. Also, beyond skincare, we recommend that you stay in good communication uh, with your doctor. And if you have a therapist, we recommend that you stay in good communication with them. Um, calling or informing them uh, when you have a change in those symptoms, if you're noticing those sensations of fullness or heaviness, even if you have a swelling that's kind of coming and going, those are all early signs of lymphedema that we like to know about early. Um, we also talk about um, infection control. We know that when people contract cellulitis or they have infection sites from um, at drain sites, they um, can develop lymphedema at a much higher uh, rate than individuals who do not. Uh, we want to avoid limb constriction. We also want to avoid people, especially ladies, carrying heavy purses or even gentlemen carrying heavy bags on their affected extremities. And are there therapies available to relieve lymphedema symptoms? There are. So you want to make sure that you connect with a certified lymphedema therapist. Um, that person will determine your uh, what treatment plan is best for you. The gold standard for treatment of lymphedema is what we call complete decongestive therapy. Um, complete decongestive therapy involves two phases. It involves an active phase, which is what you're going to do, or an acute phase with your therapist. But then also, because this is a lifelong condition, we want you to do a home management phase. And in those phases, they consist of, um, again, skin care. We talk about um, there um, is bandaging or compression garments. We talk about decongestive-specific exercises. And then we also um, go over manual lymph drainage, which is like a manipulation of the skin to help redirect that fluid. So you said it, it doesn't go away, but is there a way to shrink it or management so it's not as bad? Yeah. So following those steps that we just talked before um, in that acute phase, uh, the compression bandaging is one of the most effective ways that we use to reduce and shape a limb. Um, compression garments are wonderful for containing or maintaining a size, but to really reduce the size of your limb, you need to go through a multi-layer compression bandaging. And how long does that take? Is that like an outpatient physical therapy service? So it is a, um, you can receive it as inpatient or outpatient. Typically, it is an outpatient service. It is performed by a certified lymphedema therapist. That person could be an occupational therapist or they could be a physical therapist. Um, I think even some massage therapists are out there, but the majority of patients receiving outpatient therapy will receive it from an OT or a PT. And Monica, tell us about Roswell Park Cancer Institute. How do you assist patients with lymphedema? Right. So um, we start at the very beginning. We really want to talk about education, um, telling people what the signs and symptoms are of lymphedema, not just coming from the lymphedema therapist, but from coming of all of our staff members. We want to help people get early referrals so we can do early treatment. We then um, want to continue to monitor those people. So we follow the protocol of taking a look at them at the one-month marker, three-month marker, and sometimes six months and a year, depending on what they um, demonstrate. If the person does have lymphedema symptoms, we want to get them into treatment here at our clinic. And then we kind of determine what is their best treatment plan based on what they're showing us. 
We also want to make sure um, that we follow them throughout. We want to have a, home, a good home management program. Um, at Roswell, we're actually getting ready to start um, in January a, a lymphedema home management program that will meet once a month to go over things like the decongestive specific exercises and other issues that involve um, the manual lymph drainage, um, compression garments, skin care, all of those things, but more focused at a home management level. Right. Well, Monica, thank you so much for your time today and talking with us about lymphedema. We appreciate it. For more information, please visit roswellpark.org. That's roswellpark.org. You're listening to Cancer Talk with Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening. Staying in the hospital, even for a few days, can be unsettling, whether your inpatient stay is short-term or longer. Pamela McLaughlin, a registered nurse and assistant magnet coordinator at Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center, is here to share tips to help you avoid surprises and make your time in the hospital more comfortable. Pamela, thanks for your time. What should patients bring, and what are they allowed to bring? Um, so some of the things that you want to bring when you're going to stay inpatient at the hospital is um, we want things to help make you feel a little more comfortable in your hospital room, especially if it's going to be a long stay. We'd like you to bring some of your own pajamas if you're comfortable. Um, if they can button up in the front, that would be even easier for us. You can bring a robe. Also, if it can open in the front, just makes you more comfortable, and sometimes it can get a little cold in the rooms. The temperature fluctuates frequently, so it's good to have things that keep you warm and comfy while you're sitting in your bed. Um, you can bring some loose-fitting shirts. It's always nice to have your as many of your own things as possible to help keep you comfortable in the hospital. Um, we're going to want you to get up and walk around quite a bit because that helps your treatment along. So bring some good solid shoes or slippers with a hard bottom on them so you can make your laps around the hallways. Um, I have a whole list of several other things to bring, but something we don't want you to bring is and you can let your family members and loved ones know also is we can't accept fresh flowers or plants on most of our units. Um, it just does not help when you don't have an immune system. We don't want to have live plants around. And what about uh, soap and bathing? Should they bring shampoo and body wash and those types of things? We would prefer you to use the soap um, and bathing supplies that we provide. The soap that we use will give you 24-hour protection from some of the organisms that live on your skin already and from others. So we would prefer you to use the soap that we provide to give you that extra protection that you don't get from your really good smelly soaps at home. Gotcha. And you were talking about fresh flowers, how you shouldn't bring those. What are other things that people should know about as they stay in the hospital? What about interruptions during the night? Um, you know, I've heard, you know, don't flush the toilet because you may want to look to see what are other things they need to know. Sure. Um, so a couple of the things you had mentioned, don't bring flowers. Another item you might not want to bring with you is your wallet. You don't have a safe place to store it in your room. So if you can leave that at home with your loved ones, it's one less thing for you to worry about. And you shouldn't need any cash while you're here anyway. So you can leave that right at home. Um, you will get interrupted quite a bit during your stay. We're in your rooms consistently uh, checking your vital signs. You mentioned not to flush the toilet after you go to the bathroom because us nurses want to see everything that goes in you and everything that comes out of you, and we measure all of it. So if you flush it away, we don't know how much came out of you, and we could medicate improperly if we don't know what's going in and if it's coming out of you properly. So those are a couple of things that are pretty important to us. Um, I had mentioned earlier the room temperature fluctuates, so if you have some blankets you want to bring from home, you can bring a blanket. 
Um, if you have a pillow that you like, you can bring a pillow, but we try to refrain from down pillows. So it could also harm your immune system since you're, you don't have the proper immune system. Uh, down pillows cannot be beneficial to you. Gotcha. And you mentioned before, you know, bring some loose-fitting clothing and shoes, sturdy shoes and slippers with the hard rubber bottom because they are going to be, you know, you want them up and moving. Now, before someone gets up, do you recommend calling the nurse's station first? All the time. So we want, while we want you to get up and keep moving around, we want you to call for help. This is a very important piece for us. It's really for your safety, and this is for the loved ones also. If you see the patient getting up and they have not asked for help, let us know. It is not a burden to us to come and help you out. The reason we do this is because we give the patient so many medications that can make them feel lightheaded or dizzy or have to go to the bathroom. So suddenly you have to run to the bathroom. Don't hop out of bed and run to the bathroom. Um, we give our patients so many medications that can make them feel off kilter. We want to help you get into the bathroom. It really is for your safety, and that really is what we're here for, is to help you out. And overall, what should they know about that we haven't talked about, some things they may not be aware of? Are there certain things they absolutely must bring, shouldn't bring, or anything else that we haven't mentioned? So I have a couple of other, I'll call them fluffy things, but things to help you feel a little bit more comfortable. Earbuds or headphones, if you have your own earbuds that you like, bring them because you can plug them into the call bell so you can hear the TV right from right from the call bell so you don't have to hear all of the other outside noise. Um, we also have on our television stations, we have, I believe it's 50 different stations with music. So if there's particular music you like to drown out all the rest of the noise going on around you, you can flip through those and listen to that on your earbuds or earphones. Uh, bring a phone charger if you bring your phone. Um, another piece is crossword puzzles, books, something to distract you. You're going to be sitting in your bed, and you're probably not used to that for a long period of time. Have something to distract you from everything else that's going on and all the, the chaos of being in the hospital and having visitors. Um, and one last piece I want to say is for your family members, you can purchase tickets for $5 from the cafeteria, which allows you to eat a meal in the room with the patient. So you purchase the ticket in the cafeteria, and you can use that to get a tray just like the patient gets brought up. Those are great tips. And speaking of caregivers, since you brought it up, do you have any other advice for caregivers and family members? I do have a couple things. So we don't have any set visiting hours. Uh, you can come in and, and leave as you please. Just be aware that we overnight we try to let them get some rest, even though we're in and out of the room often. So you can come and go. Also, um, the patient needs to pick a password. The password is so that if your family member calls in to see how you're doing at nighttime, um, they know what to say to the nurses in order to get information about you. Really important information there. Um, what other tips do you have, if there's any, just to make their stay as comfortable as possible? If you have um, a hoodie or a sweatshirt or a light house jacket for when it gets cold, um, the air filtration in most of our rooms where patients get chemotherapy and not surgery, the the air can blow on them, and the doors need to stay closed to keep the filters working properly. So it can get cold and it can get warm. You want to be able to have some layers. Bring some well, photographs of your family members. That's another piece. Pam, those are all great suggestions. And lastly, can you tell us about the compassionate care for inpatients at Roswell Park Cancer Institute? Sure. Um, Compassionate care is really what our nurses look to do every day. It has become a part of their nursing practice, and we want to do everything we can to make sure you are safe and that you also feel emotionally cared for. So 
we want to be there for you for the, the medicine, the side effects, but we also want to be there to help you through the process of the, of the entire chemotherapy or the surgery. We are there to be your champion. We are there to push you along. We are there to encourage you. But it, it's a whole lot more than just the medicine and the side effects. There's a whole emotional and a heart piece to what we, what we try to offer at Roswell Park. That is so important. Well, Pamela, thank you so much for your time today. For more information, you can visit roswellpark.org. That's roswellpark.org. You're listening to Cancer Talk with Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.